0: And as we roll along, 800-941, after the debate, Jason, remember when, okay, 800-941, Sean, you want to be a part of the program? 800 uh, is our number. I'm so stunned. I just was talking to Mike Lindell, so I'm a little behind the eight balls I start today, but what a great guy. He's got this new book out, From Crack Addict to CEO. It's it's the most unbelievable story ever. He's our friend from MyPillow.com. I never saw a cover like this. It's got a hologram. Of at him at his lowest point and now where he is today is his 11th year now clean and sober. He's creating this this crazy network where he's gonna try and help every addict in the country. We need to do that. and it is it, it just is, it's it's so amazing when somebody comes from such you know everything in his life was destroyed. everything. He'll tell a story coming up later in the program today. Um, but we're glad to have him here, which is great. Uh, All right. So you got all this impeachment. I'm watching it closely. And I'm just telling you this. There is nothing that is going on here that is of any meaning or significance whatsoever, except they are dragging this country through the mud out of pure rage, hatred, psychosis and insanity. That's really all you need to know. I mean, I, I want everybody, even if you're a Democrat, you, you think in your mind's eye right now. I want you to think all the things that Democrats have done to make this country more safe, more secure. Well, the last big thing they did was giving Mullahs $150 billion. They couldn't even praise the president for the number one general, the elite military force, the Kuds forces, Soleimani. They couldn't even say that was a good thing. And predicting, oh, World War III is breaking out and Trump's Benghazi. Trump prevented Benghazi in the Baghdad embassy. Think of what have they done to make, to create jobs and prosperity. What have they done for the last three years except hate, focus, fixate, rage, you know, lie, conspire, conspiracy theories, the whole thing. Now, you got this whole, there's an interesting cover on the New York Post today, which is the New York tabloids, sign of the times. And then on the one corner, you got Nancy Pelosi inking impeachment. On the other side, you got the president and his new deal with China. This is that deal never has happened ever. He promised he'd get it done. It's like he's every promise. Think about this. What politicians have been fulfilling their promises, keeping their word like Trump, whether you like it or not? He did say he'd give us this big tax cut, the biggest in history. Check. He did promise from this list, I'll pick my Supreme Court justices. Check. He did say he'd appoint originalists, constitutionalists to the other court positions. Check. He did say he'd end burdensome regulation. Check. Check. He did say he's going to fight to get the border secure. Well, good news is that the president won another court decision this week that allows him to go forward and reappropriate the funds that have been unspent from the Defense Department at $7.2 billion. We expect 400 miles of, of new fence by election this year. Uh, that's a hell of a start. Now he's got the money for the rest of the wall. That's great news. Check. He said he wants free and fair trade. Nobody's taking on China. They've been ripping us off forever. He, he got this deal done, $220 billion. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means now the Chinese have, have promised they're going to uh, buy American farmers' products, agriculture. That's, that helps America's farmers. They need the help because prior to this point, they've been pretty much shut out of China. Then we're going to have our service industry uh, some forty billion dollars for that sector, some fifty or sixty billion for the energy sector. Well, the energy business—that's that—that's great news for the energy industry. Those are high-paying career jobs for Americans. Now, the the president—that was another promise—we're going to be, you know, tap into. We have more resources than every other country combined in the Middle East. Well, now we're energy independent for the first time in 75 years. We're a net exporter of energy for the first time in 75 years. Another promise. Check. And the president said he'd get the deal done. So our manufacturers are going to benefit. Our car uh, manufacturers are going to benefit. I mean, you got farmers, the service industry, the energy sector, manufacturers in America, and in and the auto industry impacted. That means, well, what does that mean? That means that now it's it's going to be money- that is put into those sectors by the Chinese because of the president's pressure campaign on top of the trade deal he got with Japan already, on top of the trade deal we just got done with Canada and Mexico, on top of the trade deal with our Western European allies. Oh, but he's a protectionist. No, he's not. He wants free, fair trade. Fair being the operative word. And what's also amazing, the deal with China also has penalties if, if they don't live up to their word. And intellectual property theft is part of this deal. They're stealing our technology. Is you know they just take anything they want, especially in the pharmaceutical industry. That's a part of the deal. What if, what have tell me? Just anybody, call and tell us what have the Democrats done for you to make this country more safe, more secure, you know, more prosperous? What have they done to create jobs? You know, we we can compare it to the Biden years and Obama years. Yeah, we put 8 8 million more Americans in poverty, 8 million more, 13 million more Americans on food stamps, lowest labor participation rate. Now we got, what, the best employment situation since 1969. This stuff matters. These are not just statistics, because behind every million new jobs, that impacts real people, real lives, fellow Americans, real families, and that benefits us. You know, it's actually a pretty spectacular story. Now, I'm sure fake news CNN didn't like this part of their poll because 76% rate the economy of Donald Trump is really good. Wow. If you look at uh, the statistics, well, well, he's looking out for the rich. No, it's actually just the opposite. You know know who's done the best? Not only record low unemployment, African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans, women in the workplace, youth unemployment. Okay. Well, what did Biden, Obama, and the Democrats do? Why are they so busy impeaching Donald Trump and, and demanding witnesses and lecturing the Senate? We have an election in 292 days. Let the American people decide. Wait, that there's urgency in all of this. There's no urgency in any of this. If it was so urgent, you wouldn't have gone on vacation for weeks after you impeached the president. You would have stayed there. If it was so urgent, you wouldn't be playing politics and holding on to the articles of impeachment which backfired and blew up in their face. If it was so urgent, the seven people that you picked wouldn't have been so abusively biased and corrupt and have been calling for impeachment forever. And since the president's election, look at this, blue-collar workers, the Sean Hannity's of the world, the dishwashing, busboy, waiter, bartender, uh, house painter, paper hanger, a former construction worker, hack, according to Alec Baldwin. I did all those jobs two decades of my life. He tried talk radio, man of the people, and he failed spectacularly every time he tried. You know, but look at this. Blue-collar workers, they're the ones that have seen the largest growth in household wealth. Not the top 1%, no. The net worth that is now held by the bottom 50% of households. By the way, bottom 50% pay basically nothing in federal income tax. The top 10% pay 70% of the taxes. I mean, the 1% you know, pays 40% of the taxes. So, but anyway, look at this. The bottom 50% of households have increased their growth in household wealth by 47%, more than three times the rate of increase for the top 1% of households. Well, this income redistribution that the Democrats talk so often about, well, it's happening because the economy has jump-started, the investment and the investment now is resulting in uh, the the rank file great Americans that make this country great every day. Their opportunities have gone through the roof, limiting now illegal immigration. That's having a big impact. And the, and the Democrats, they're focused on what they're always focused on, aiding Donald Trump again. You know what's happening that's cracking me up? Uh, we had Senator Ted Cruz on Hannity last night. And he says, okay, well, we're going to have the reciprocity rule. And Rand Paul, same thing. Okay, you, now the House has the sole power to impeach. I'm arguing constitutionally, it's, it's not even an issue. This has been so lacking in due process. It's been such a corrupt process. It has been so one sided. There's been no consideration given to the president and his attorneys to do anything. It's been a total shift show. And, okay, well, now they've made their case. The House of Representatives constitutionally has the sole power to impeach. The Senate has the sole power to, to then have the trial. All right, now that that has been handed over to the U.S. Senate. We expect, well, it starts today, but that today is only, they're reading into the record the articles of impeachment. And the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, John Roberts, presiding, will swear everybody in, fine. Democrats say we need witnesses. Well, wait a minute. You had the you had all your impeachment information. You impeached him. So now these hack, hate Trump, psychotic Trump derangement syndrome managers get to present their case to the U.S. Senate. And then the president you will know, allow his team. I would not expect they spend a lot of time defending the president because we know there's nothing there. But then they're saying, well, we need witnesses. Well, that was the House's job. Okay, but... Ted Cruz says, well, if weak Republican senators insist on witnesses, we'll have one for one. So if they want Pompeo, okay. well, that means we can bring in Joe Biden, quid pro quo Joe. If they want John Bolton, well, okay, give us Hunter. If they because what do we in that case, we got a slam dunk quid pro quo. You're not getting the billion unless you fire the prosecutor investigating my son. That brings us to all this new evidence. we got new evidence. We're going through it. We're sifting through it. We're sending it in now. Well, uh, okay. What did Adam Schiff put in the new evidence? Oh, Hunter and Joe are totally innocent. No, they're not. What company would ever pay a zero experience consultant? Millions and millions of dollars. Now, think logically about it. I can't think of why a company would ever pay somebody with no background in oil, gas, Energy or Ukraine? None. Why did they pay him millions and millions of dollars? The answer is obvious. We all know the answer. Why did Joe say you're not getting the billion unless you fire the prosecutor? Uh, if you fire him, I'll give you the billion. You got six hours. Son of a b! They fired him. Why? Because his son's being investigated. So he's leveraging, quid pro quoing, the country of Ukraine to fire the prosecutor. Adam Schiff and his new evidence says. Oh, no, no. The prosecutor was corrupt. No, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden did nothing wrong. That's not true. Do you believe in due process? Do you believe in equal justice and equal application of our laws? Because if you do, uh, you've got to be willing to look at all the issues involving this. Now you got Senate Democrats along with House Democrats. They're scared to death that Hunter Biden, who had all the time in the world to to prepare for his interview, the worst interview I've ever seen on GMA. Uh, Why did they pay you? You have any experience? No, no, no. Why do you think they gave it to you? I don't know. Maybe because your father is the vice president in charge of Ukraine? Probably so. Well, wow. amazing. All right, the president just uh, opened up the cameras. I think this is in the Oval Office. I can't tell you. Let's just dip in.
1: We're all about 2020. You just wanted
2: Joe Biden out. What's your response? Well, I don't know him. I don't know, Parnas, other than I guess I had uh, pictures taken, which I do with thousands of people, including people today that I didn't meet. But uh, just met him. Uh, I don't know him at all. Don't know what he's about. Don't know where he comes from. Know nothing about him. I can only tell you, this thing is a big hoax. It's a big hoax. Uh, We call it, uh, this is the current hoax. We've gone through the Russian witch hunt. Uh, We've gone through a lot of them from probably before I came down the escalator, but certainly since I came down the escalator, you take a look at what's happened. And but in the meantime, our country, doesn't matter what he says, he's he trying he to he probably make a deal for himself him with Ukraine. You you I don't even know who this man is, other than, I guess he attended fundraisers, so I take a picture with him. Uh, I'm in a room, I take pictures with people, I take thousands and thousands of pictures with people all the time. Thousands during the course of a year. Uh, and it, oftentimes I'll be taking a picture with somebody, I'll say, I wonder what newspaper that one's going to appear in. No, I don't know him, perhaps he's a fine man, perhaps he's not, I know nothing about him. He but I can tell you this, I don't know him. I, he don't like him. him, I don't believe I've ever spoken to him. I don't believe I've ever spoken to him. I meet thousands of people. President of I meet thousands and thousands of people as president. I take thousands of pictures. Uh, and I do I, and I do it openly and I do it gladly. And then if I have a picture where I'm standing with somebody at a fundraiser, like I believe I saw a picture with this, this man, but I don't know him, I had never had a conversation that I remember with him. So um, you certainly, let me just tell you, you just have to take a look this. at the polls. Quiet. You just have to take a look at the pictures, you just have to take a look at the polls. You see, I don't need anybody's help. We're doing phenomenally well. The economy is the best it's ever been. We have never had an economy like this in history. We just made the two best trade deals in the history of our country. We are doing well. I don't need the help of a man that I never met before, other than perhaps taking a picture at a fundraiser or something, if that's where we stay. Like are you still going to talk And if you are, what's the message you
3: want to send I will send? probably All right,
0: we're going to hit the pause button here, only because we got a hard break along the Sean Hannity Show network. We'll pick it up right where we left off. You won't miss a thing. Uh, and much, much more in our posters today as we continue. Sean Hannity Show, best election coverage on your radio dial, 292, days left to election day. You know, you would think the media mob uh, would learn something. Remember, Michael Avenatti is on day and night, night and day, day and night, night and day. Never ends. The conspiracy theories, the lies, the hoax, now they've put all their hope in a guy by the name of Left, Parnass. Uh, let's see U.S. prosecutors and I'm reading uh, today this would be the Southern District of New York uh, accused Lev Parnas of receiving and trying to hide one million dollars in a payment from Russia. Wow this is this is who they are now the mob and the Democrats are putting their faith hope and and, and great we got him in this time just for uh, one month after he was charged with Oh, campaign finance violations. That's the guy the president's saying. Now, by the way, I have experienced this myself. I've done photo lines, but you know, I'll say something. How many clicks? You know, six hundred. You stand there. Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. Hi, how, you know, you, and then all of a sudden a picture shows up somewhere. What are you doing with this person? And I'm like, I don't know this person. it's just you know, you're trying to be nice and polite. People want to take pictures. I, you know, I'm glad to accommodate. Uh, you go to a baseball game. Same thing. Can I take a picture? Sure. Take a picture. I don't know who that person is. Well, there's pictures of this guy with Trump. Yeah. And there were probably 400 other people that got pictures with Trump that day. Um, and but this is who they're putting their they're hoping this 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 is this is it. There's so many holes in this guy's story. So much B.S. associated with this. Um, You know, like, for example, the guy makes comments to The New York Times. Guess what? Daily Caller did a great piece. Well, happened to conflict with CNN's report about the secret mission for Trump. He said, Trump followed my every move. Trump doesn't follow anybody's every move. I mean, it is a joke. And then you got the same people, The New York Times. Then you got uh, MSDNC, Area 51, Roswell Rachel Maddow's Big interview with the guy that, let's see, let me read again was accused of receiving and trying to hide a million-dollar payment from Russia. Oh, I thought that was a, a, a bad thing. You know, this is a guy's, you know, he's got a multi-count federal indictment. Um, this is worse than Avenatti. I mean, Avenatti was just arrested again. I'm not trying to pile on the guy. I mean, but Avenatti was front and center all over fake news CNN and MSDNC. Multi-count federal indictment, making false statements and falsifying records. Oh, let's put our hope in him. Let's see. Uh, now, now, this is what happens. Well, all of a sudden, you get arrested, and you start trying to cooperate. Well, uh, what do you want to hear? I'll tell you anything you want to hear. Can I lower my sentence? Uh, I'll work with you. And this, th- th- this is why I have a problem with these plea deals. You have cooperation agreements. You know, they, they'll pretty much say what they want, what they want you to say. if You say it the way they want you to say it. You get the lower deal. It's not a good system because you're now incentivized. They're now they're offering you something of great benefit, your freedom. If you say this about this person or this about this person, it's not a good system. Uh, and despite of the media's attempts, the president just went through, you know, uh, he's admitted that he was no friend of the president. That's a big fact, because now we say, well, I got pictures with the president. Yeah, like a million other people. Um, But the mob and the media, they'll they'll give anybody time to attack the president. You know, I hate to say it. You know, people that lie and then are convicted of lying become their most valuable asset and guest on these fake news channels. Um, Now, he's been directly contradicted. His claims you know, secondhand ramblings from a discredited source. I have zero problem with former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani investigating the obvious real corruption, which is Joe and Hunter. Quid pro quo Joe. You're not getting a billion taxpayer dollars unless you fire the prosecutor uh, who's been investigating his zero-experienced son who's being paid millions. It's that simple. But when, you know, the new evidence came out this week, by the corrupt congenital liar who's compromised in this case, the leader of this mob against Trump, uh, Adam Schiff. Well, uh, you know, he's compromised. Everybody's compromised. His indictment makes clear he was pushing for the ouster of Ivanovich. He said I was pushing for the... I have never talked to a Ukrainian in my life. You know, they. they, they and I'm like sitting there. I don't know who this guy is. I know that... And to my staff on TV's credit, they're like leaking emails from them saying, oh, Hannity wants to interview Shokin. That was the fired prosecutor. I wanted to hear his story. He's this is what we do. We break news. And so members of my staff, I'm going to give them a bonus for this. They were trying to book the interview, whatever. And that's their job. I don't make, I'm not a booker on my own show. I don't have time to book my own show. That's their job. Anyway, the president did nothing wrong. They're grasping at straws. And, you know, you got fraud incorporated with uh, Nancy Pelosi, Parnas, under federal indictment. Is he going to be a credible witness? Pelosi replies he'd be a credible witness if what he is testifying to relates to the issue at hand. Oh, if he's going to attack the president. Even the congenital liar compromised shift won't say whether he's a credible witness. Anyway, let's go back to the president. Are
4: you still going to Davos,
3: and if you are, what's message you I system. will
2: probably be going to Davos. Uh, I've been invited. We have tremendous world leaders, and we also have the great business leaders, and we want those business leaders all to come to the United States. Some of the businesses left the United States because they were disgusted with what happened, and now they're all coming back. Uh, we are booming. Our country is the hottest country anywhere in the world. There's nothing even close. Every world leader sees me. They say, what have you done? This is the most incredible thing that we've ever seen. Uh, I understand the stock market today broke 29,000. When I came in it was a fraction of that, it was a a number that frankly would have gone and it would have been cut in half had the other person or the other party won. The number would have been cut in half. Uh, We are doing so well and I want to get more. We have tremendous room for growth in our country in terms of the economy. We have tremendous powerful room for growth. So I'm going to be going to Davos. I'll be meeting the biggest business leaders in the world, getting them to come here. I'll also be meeting with foreign leaders, okay? You talked about
1: prayer and faith today. What's your message to the millions of Catholics in the United States? Why should they vote for you in the upcoming election? Catholics. Well, I have a great relationship
2: with Catholics. I've done so much for Catholics. Uh, you take a look at uh, the abortion issue. You take a look at many of the issues. Mexico City. You take a look at so many of the different issues. Uh, my relationship with uh, Catholics and the Catholic Church has been very, very good as you would know very well yes,
3: Jeff go ahead. Mr. President um, Rudy Giuliani wrote a letter to Zelensky uh, requesting a private meeting and he said it was in his capacity as private counsel to President Donald J. Trump. This was before the inauguration. Did you authorize him to write that letter? And what was your understanding of what the meeting was supposed to be about?
2: Well, I don't know anything about the letter, but certainly Rudy is one of the great crime fighters in the history of our country. He's certainly probably the best over the last 50 years. He was also the greatest mayor in the history of the city of New York. I think Rudy was uh, truly an outstanding mayor. It's an example, uh, uh, his endorsement of Bloomberg got Bloomberg elected. He wouldn't have even been mayor. But Rudy was the greatest crime fighter, and uh, Rudy is is somebody that, frankly, having him on my side was a great honor for me, and it has been a great honor for me. Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani did a phenomenal job over a long period of time in fighting crime. And frankly, he's a very legitimate guy, a very straight shooter. I didn't know about a specific letter, but if he wrote a letter, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Rudy was always in it was very important to Rudy that I be a great president, and that's okay with me. It was very important to a lot of people because our country was going to hell, and now our country's on a path that we haven't seen in decades and decades. We've never done better. Go ahead. No, no, not you. The trial starting next week. What's your view on how long it should take? Well, I think it should go do very do quickly. It's a hoax. It's a hoax. Everybody knows that. Which it's a it's a perfect. complete hoax. The whole thing with Ukraine. So you have a perfect phone call. This is a call fortunate. It was actually two phone calls. You people don't report that. There were two calls. They were both perfect calls. In fact, probably among the nicest calls I've ever met made to foreign leaders. Now, so you have these perfect calls and everybody says it now. Before they knew they were so good because fortunately they were transcribed, you had other people saying terrible things about the calls. You had a fake whistleblower that wrote a report that bore no relationship to what was said. Everything was false. You have now the Ukrainian president and the foreign minister of Ukraine saying, there was nothing done wrong. In fact, they said there was absolutely no pressure whatsoever. Everything was perfect, and they impeach. It's totally partisan. We had 195 to nothing Republican votes. I guess we got a Democrat actually came over to the Republican side. We had 195 to nothing. This is a hoax. It's a shame. I did the biggest deal ever done in the history of our country yesterday in terms of trade and probably other things too, if you think about it, the deal with China. And that was the second story to a total hoax. Today, we just had passed the US MCA. It's going to take the place of nafta which was a terrible deal and the usmca will probably be second to this witch hunt hoax which hopefully everyone knows is not going anywhere there was nothing done wrong this was a perfect phone call think of it the president of the united states who's led the greatest growth the greatest the greatest economic revival Of any country anywhere in the world is the United States as big as it is. We're doing better than any other country by far. Our unemployment numbers are the best they've been in over 50 years. African-American, Asian-American, Hispanic-American. Unemployment, the best in the history of our country. And I've got to go through a hoax, a phony hoax put out by the Democrats so they can try and win an election that hopefully they're not going to win. It was put out for purposes of winning an election. Our country is doing great. Our country has never done better. So they figured the only thing they can do, they failed on the Mueller report. That was a bomb. After two and a half years, they failed. Now they said, what can we do? And they pick up a phone call that was perfect. But they didn't know it was perfect. They only found out later. They made up a phone call. What they did, look, what they did. You have a corrupt person. He's a corrupt politician named Adam Schiff. And he made up a phone call. He went out, you'll hear about this as you grow older. He went out and he said things that he said quid pro quo eight times, it was no times. He said, don't call me, I'll call you. That's a mob statement. I never said that. Fortunately, I released the transcript of the call. The transcript was perfectly accurate. And now everybody agrees, because it went through a lot, and they said, well, could you add one word here? Our lieutenant colonel said, well, I think they should add. They added the word. Everything, everyone agrees the transcript is perfecto, done by total professionals, right? But I released that after they had done these fraudulent acts. And you get impeached on this. We have the greatest economy in the history of our country. We have the highest job numbers today, and it was just announced. We have more people working in the United States than ever before in the history of our country, almost 160 million people. We're doing an incredible job. And for absolutely no reason, and for absolutely no reason, I got a impeached. It's a disgrace, and it's a hoax. Thank you very much, everybody. Press, let's Press, let's go. We're
0: finished. All right, that was the President of the Oval Office. I mean, it is spectacular to watch this epic fail. um, the DOJ flat out rejecting what they're calling a hundred percent false lies uh, uh, about the the Department of Justice. I mean, you got a guy now on, being brought up on serious charges. And this is the amazing part. The same networks that loved Avenatti, loved Avenatti, everything Avenatti said, leading up to, of course, the woman that he was representing in the case of Kavanaugh loved him. I'll find out tonight and tell you how many times. Then they they ignore everything that we know about this guy. A hundred a million dollar payment that he tried to apparently hide, according to prosecutors a month before he was charged with campaign finance violations. Uh, a guy under a multi federal indictment. Let, let's make him our star. You know, truth doesn't matter. As long as he bludgeons Trump, we're good. You know, well, if you face an indictment, does the guy have of some type of incentive uh, to maybe tell a story that he thinks might get him out of Trump? Of course he does. You know, secondhand ramblings, uh, what is now a discredited source an indictment makes clear he was pushing for the ouster of Yovanovitch at the behest of a Ukrainian official. OK, no actual firsthand knowledge of anything involving the president. The president just said that. Well, he might have a picture, but I take thousands of pictures every day. You know what? I've been in the White House. I've seen it. I've been to events. I've seen it. So this you know, now we're going to go here. And then the conflict and statements the New York Times versus CNN Daily Caller pointed out. That his comments to The New York Times Wednesday appear to be in direct conflict with what CNN reported uh, about Parnas in November. He told the Times he didn't speak directly with President Trump about his Ukraine-related efforts. Uh, But CNN reported November 16 that, in fact, associates of Parnas say he claimed he did speak privately with Trump in late 2018. Whoopsie-daisy. What do you do when there's a conflict and a guy's being brought up in charges that involve corruption and lying? I mean, I think one of the more interesting charges against him is, you know, this guy apparently that has so much credibility, um, you know, that he's admitted, uh, you know, he's admitted he was no friend of the president. You know, he claims that uh, he has no actual firsthand knowledge of the president's thinking or actions, but he followed me everywhere. Okay, it's not adding up. But Pelosi wants him as a witness. Well, you already impeached the president anyway, so I'm sure your case is so strong. CNN reported yesterday that
5: and Senator Sanders, Senator Warren confirmed in a statement that in 2018, you told her that you did not believe that a woman could win the election. Why did you say that? Well, as a matter of fact, I didn't say it. Senator Sanders, I do want to be clear here. You're saying that you never told Senator Warren that a woman could not win the election. That is correct. Senator Warren, what did you think when Senator Sanders told you a woman could not win the election?
3: (laughs) I disagreed. Bernie is my friend, and I am not here to try to fight with Bernie.
4: When it comes to health care, you can do it in two moves. Of course, my plan costs $1.5 trillion over a decade. No small sum, but not the 20, 30, 40 that we're hearing about from the others.
3: I think you called me a liar on national TV. I think you called me a liar on national
5: TV. Let's not do it right now. You want to have that discussion, we'll have that discussion. You called me. You told me. All right, let's not do it now. I don't want to get me. I just want to say hi, Bernie. Yeah, good. Okay.
1: I think it's a mistake to pull out the straw, the small number of troops. The reason he made the strike was because our embassies were about to be bombed. I would not meet with absent preconditions instead of poking our eye and excuse me, poking our finger in the eye of all our friends by stealing, intellectual, or stealing our intellectual property, their corporate state system to, to our significant disadvantage of anyone running up here. And that's right. Reduce the cost of Drug, uh, of drug prices, it sets up, it allows all the drug companies. To, to, excuse me, it allows you to Medicare to negotiate. It should be free universal infant, infant care. But here's the deal: over 500 miles a day, uh, excuse me, uh, 250 miles a day. There's no oppor- there's no choice but to, for N- Nancy Pelosi that I think of the, about the American people. I headed up the Recovery Act, which put more money into. Fossil, uh, moving away from fossil fuels to to enter to uh, uh, solar and wind energy. If they, the vast majority, believe their children will never reach the stage that they read, they they've reached an economic security.
0: All right, hour two, Sean Hannity show. Um, we're not even trying hard. I mean, this this bumbling, this babbling, this incoherence. It's getting worse. Every single day with uh, sleepy, creepy, quid pro quo Joe. Um, And I know everybody's circling the wagons, the Democrats. Oh, we can't have Hunter. Zero experience, Hunter. Paid millions. Oh, we can't bring that up in the impeachment trial. (laughs) It's unbelievable. And then I think the other big moment that took place is you got the two, you know, radical New Green Deal, Medicare for All, socialist, leftist, statist, uh, that i can 't do simple math because you can 't spend ninety four trillion on a new green deal in ten years and fifty two trillion on Medicare for all in ten years when the country only takes in four trillion uh every year that 's only forty you don't even meet you can 't pay for one of those programs it doesn 't pay a penny for national defense anyway uh ups downs what it means for the general election the impeachment aspect of this too. We welcome back to the program our pollsters, John McLaughlin. Uh pollster mclaughlin associates matt towery now officially due to my influence out of retirement <laughs> syndicated Truth. columnist attorney pollster uh here to discuss all of this um i i listen to biden let's start with that I, I i mean he's incoherent and this is just one debate um i don't think this bodes well for the democrats but you know because when you look at the real clear politics average I mean, he tends to have uh, a lead still, not a lot, but a lead in these primary matches, uh, maybe not Iowa. Uh, so it would give him an advantage, right, Matt?
3: Yeah, you know, um, I'm beginning to think this is a salem witch trial situation for the Democrats in, in, in the sense that you remember the old uh, way that took place, that they would put you underwater, and if you drowned, you were innocent, and if you were guilty, they'd burn you at the stake. Well, what the Democrats have going on right now is you either get Bernie or you get Elizabeth Warren, who is so far left field that she scares a lot of – or he, he both. They both scare way too many Democrats who would normally vote Democratic and a lot of independents. Or you get Joe Biden, who simply is not up to the task. I mean it's, it's sad to say this. I don't ever want to talk about anybody's, you know, where they are in life, but I don't think he's up to being able to debate Donald Trump. He doesn't seem like he can keep up with the issues and it's it's becoming increasingly uh, obvious. But he does have an appeal in the southern states to the African-American voters who don't have anywhere to go right now. So he's going to do well. He's going to do well in several of several of these primaries, South Carolina and others on Super Tuesday. So it's they either get a liberal uh, who's too far to the left or they get a liberal in the form of Biden who simply can't articulate. Your
6: thoughts,
0: John McLaughlin.
6: I think what you're seeing is a panicking among the Democrat establishment, because remember, the the real goal is for the uh, establishment in Washington and for the Democrats is to beat Donald Trump. And the rise of Bernie Sanders in the Iowa polls and the New Hampshire polls has caused the Democratic establishment to panic. And they know they know Biden's not up to it. Uh, he, he's the, the clips you played. You could play. There's lots of clips where he's, he's stuttering. He doesn't know what the question is. He's not only gaffe prone, but he's it, just not up to it. But on the other hand, with Sanders, he represents policies that would cause a lot of Democrats to abandon their own nominee and go to President Trump because the, the 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 record here, what you're looking at, is President Trump. The Senate just passed the uh, USMCA deal today, the trade new trade deal with Canada and Mexico that no one said that could be done the china deal was signed yesterday that no one said could be done the economy is growing the uh, america is strong i mean he stopped 40 years ago the iranians took over our embassy and took americans hostage and donald trump stopped that from happening with the same bad actors wanted to come to our bad-dag embassy and he stopped it with with just by killing it, in effect the leader of that of that terrorist attack so the Democrats are in real panic because they know Trump is a lot stronger than they expect, and they have no candidate to put them back in power. So Bernie is, is uh, he's going up in the polls, and he, we'll see if he can pull it off in Iowa and he can pull it off in New Hampshire. But that would cause real panic in the Democrat establishment, which is why they've got Bloomberg out there as a backup.
0: Well, you had thought that maybe Deval Patrick was going to be the backup Matt Towery. I mean, I don't even know if he is he even still in the race or did he bail out because I never you know, see him.
3: You know, I always like to say I have a pretty good crystal ball predict prediction, but I may have totally failed on that one, Sean. No, uh, and I'm not, listen,
0: I actually made sense to me, and I knew that the Obama team, a lot of members of the Obama team were supporting him. Does Michael Bloomberg now take over the role of, well, I'll come in after Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, and, and I'll make a big push and spend? He's, all, he's hired over a thousand people, and he's spending yeah, think, hundreds of
3: millions of dollars now on ads his problem is and i think john would agree that that this the states that he could possibly do well in either come too late or they have proportional uh, delegates like california where he can't really win a substantial number of delegates on his own uh, he's uh, a poll that just came out here in florida he's not really even scratching uh, here so so the real issue i think is that this guy's going to be too late to the game and unless you have a brokered convention, which is, uh, you know, everybody always talks about it, but we never see it, I don't see Bloomberg making it. The, the, the Deval Patrick matter, it would take a direct intervention by someone as a proxy of <laughs> Barack Obama to push him forward and to say, we need this guy because these other people are failed candidates, and that would have to occur around the South Carolina uh, primary. We're running out of time for that to happen. Let's talk about
0: the impeachment in the background. There was a really good cover on the New York Post today, Signs of the Times, the ever so prayerful and serious and sober Nancy Pelosi doing her duty, uh, you know, using a dozen gold pens and handing them out and smiling and taking pictures, you know, inking the impeachment nonsense. Uh, meanwhile, the president lands a trade deal that no one's ever been able to pull off with China, because his tariffs now have set the Chinese economy down to a 59-year low. And this is going to benefit farmers, the service industry, the energy industry, manufacturers, car industry. So just, just $220 billion in two years uh, and intellectual property theft. And on top of that, the president still has his tariffs in place, uh, John McLaughlin.
6: Well, I, I, I tell you what. When you look at the record of success, the, the Democrat establishment is right to be in panic, and and Deval Patrick's not going to make it. But the, the idea of of the of Donald Trump with impeachment, where two thirds of the voters have known that this is a waste of time, we we asked the question in October. It's on our, it's on our website. Two thirds of all voters think impeachment is a waste of time. We re asked it in December on December eighteenth after the hearings. 67% of all voters said this is a waste of time. It's going nowhere. And the Democrats have exposed themselves that this is really political to stop Donald Trump from being reelected. So, so they're really upping the ante here because now you're taking the president into the Senate for a trial where the Republicans, if the Democrats want to call witnesses, okay, get Hunter Biden in there. Get Joe Biden in there. Get the whistleblower in there. I mean, if they really want to have a trial, They're going to expose to the American people what a political farce this is and how it's when people outside the beltway care about their health care, care about their jobs, care about paying their bills every day. This is what the Democrats in Washington are wasting their time on. All
0: right. Quick break. More with our pollsters, uh, Matt Towery and John McLaughlin. We have an awesome Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern. Uh, Buddy Mike Lindell. Wow. What a story he has to tell us. That's next. We'll get to that. And uh, your calls coming up straight ahead next half hour, 800 941 Sean, if you want to be a part of the program. And right, as we continue with our posters, uh, John McLaughlin and Matt Towery are with us. All right. So now I think there's a big case to be made. And, you know, the China deal, that was a big promise made and kept. The president got a great court ruling. He can uh, re- uh, redirect or, or appropriate fu- appropriate funds for the, from the Defense Department. He's got $7.2 billion. They expect 400 miles of of wall to be built. Uh, We now have, for the first time in American history, uh, in 75 years at least, we're energy independent, a net exporter of energy. Uh, That's great for the American economy. The jobs that will be created based on the China deal, trade deal, one with Japan. Now we have it with Canada, Mexico, Western European allies. Biggest tax cut, check, uh, in history. Uh, Ending burdensome regulation, check. Nobody's cut more regulation than him uh the the promise on originalist justices check that's that's kept uh not getting into foreign entanglements you can check there too and building up our military and beating the caliphate al-bagdadi and soleimani i would say um that's a pretty darn good track record what have the democrats done the last three years uh matt towery because i can't really think of anything except hate trump
3: well, that's all they've done. And, and, and uh, to your point, the president has so many accomplishments, and they feel like no one realizes it. But what, what people really don't realize, and they're not paying attention to, is this, all this impeachment nonsense. I'll give you an anecdotal, and then I'll give you some polling information. The anecdotal is this. The other night on Jeopardy, and these are smart people on Jeopardy, right? That's why they're there. They show a picture of Adam Schiff. They no, can't but, identify. The no, name. no, no. No idea right. who he was. Right. They don't know who he is. So if they don't know who he is, the average American could care less about this. See, but that
0: bothers and, me. You might like that. I don't like that. because. Well, it, But I, it's I, the I guy's like lied it. to us for three solid years. He's a congenital liar, and he's compromised, uh, and he's corrupt. I mean, but I they, wish they didn't know. they
3: are about to – the only reason I like it is this, Sean. This impeachment is going to be the undoing of the Democratic Party in this country. He's sucking all of the energy out of their own primaries and caucuses. This thing is going to be a complete nothing burger. No one's going to care about it. Then you're going to have House seats. I promise you, you're going to find House seats that they think are safe right now. That when the last few weeks of the election, just like when Newt Gingrich took over uh, in 1994, we didn't know that Newt was going to win until the last 72 hours. That the Republicans, you know that, you were right with it. And I'm telling you, we're going to see that same thing happen this time. Trump is going to win substantially, and you're going to see a chance of the House of Representatives going back to the Republican Party, not by a big margin. But I think it could happen.
0: I think it could happen, too. Although I will say the Senate is, you know, this is a tough year for Republicans. um, But I think it's possible. What do you think, John McLaughlin? Well, this will help us hold the Senate because the seats that are in play is more of an advantage
6: to the Democrats. But I fully agree with you on that. The 30 Democrats that are sitting in seats that Donald Trump won in 2016 are in big trouble because when voters ask him, what did you vote for? They're going to say, we tried to impeach your president, and we have no accomplishments. And when you think about that, people like, there's a guy out in Illinois 14, Jim Oberweiss. He's running an ad attacking Lauren Underwood for voting for impeachment and wasting the country's time and money. And that's what everybody believes. And the fact the Democrats was amazing in in December. They were holding weeks of hearings that people could watch and see the news from, and they saw nothing there. And all of a sudden, independents, particularly in battleground states, we're turning against impeachment and saying this is a waste of time and money. So there's a big there's a big uh, incumbent position on the Democrats where they need to prove what this is about. And it looks totally political and it looks totally, uh, you know, that, it, by the way, the, even though they don't know Schiff, they know Nancy Pelosi. And Nancy Pelosi, who's, by the way, if she could get Trump and, and Pence, she'd be president because that's the Constitution. People don't want that. They don't like her. And uh, I think that, that Democrats are really cooking their own goose in this. I agree with you both on that. All
0: right, to our, our pollsters throughout 2020, Matt Towery and John McLaughlin. Thank you both. 800 941 Sean you want to be a part of the program? We'll continue.
5: Russian operatives claim to have compromising personal and financial information about Mr. Trump. We are looking at the possibility
1: that the President of the United States and those around him during an election campaign colluded with a hostile foreign power to undermine the basis of our democracy. This
4: is evidence of willingness to commit collusion. It does look like collusion. It does look like he's listening to Putin more than he is American intelligence.
6: So this picture that uh, the president is so desperate to avoid, this picture of collusion uh, begins to fill in. The president sees the walls closing in and is
7: lashing out.
0: He's desperate. He's obviously flailing around because he feels the walls closing in.
1: He is a hate monger I and mean, he is really bringing fascism to America. Paul Manafort,
6: the president's former campaign chairman, paid secret visits, multiple ones, to Julian Assange at the Ecuadorian embassy in London.
1: What a great case officer uh,
4: Vladimir Putin is. He knows how to handle uh, an asset and that's what he's doing with the president.
0: All right. All of what you just heard there was fake news from Fake News CNN. 25 now till the top of the hour. 800 941 Sean You want to be a part of the program? This is CNN. Fake, fake news. So CNN has this, uh, well, he's really like a stalker. He's Jeff Zucker. Jeff Zucker is the president of CNN Fake News. Hates Trump. And they, we now know from Project Veritas gives directions about how they must go against Trump every second, every minute, every hour of every day. Now, it's not working for them. And if they're not attacking Trump... Those few extra minutes that's always, you know, attacking Fox News because we're successful and we actually have a real audience. And you got this guy that's supposed to be their media critic. Uh, he's, He's Jeff Zucker's stenographer. He's got an assistant apparently named Oliver. Oliver thinks that I know who Oliver is. I really twice this guy comes up. Hey, it's me. I'm like, do I know you? Who are you? Oliver. I'm like, Oliver who? I'll for CNN and I'm like, fake news. That's, you know, and Humpty Dumpty this poor guy the assisting guy. the poor guy's major goal in life is to be Humpty Dumpty. And Humpty Dumpty apparently doesn't like that I call him Humpty Dumpty. And you know I really do it because he's just a liar. he's a propagandist. He's you know he's everything we just played was all fake. Russia, 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 Russia. oh never mind. And they don't ever report the president's success over there. They don't ever talk about how Donald Trump is doing so well. They never they they never talk about the dirty dossier. They missed the biggest abuse of power corruption scandal ever. So what's funny is I'm reading a story today. Apparently, HBO is teaming up with Humpty Dumpty. I don't know if his assistant is involved. Oliver, whoever Oliver is, is. Um, it's like Oliver. Please, sir, I want some more. Um, I, that's I know that Oliver better than whoever this Oliver CNN guy is. Anyway, it's like rant, 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 rant. You know, it's it's like constant stalking. But they're going to do a documentary about the rise of fake news. I mean, this is the greatest irony ever. But I'm but they never talk about their fake news. Now, apparently this stenographer Humpty Dumpty does a show on uh, unreliable liberal sources, it's called, on fake news CNN on the week. The show gets like a point seven, uh, which means nobody's watching. And it just is amazing that it, and all it will be is an attack, a never ending attack on anybody that's a conservative that actually told the truth. We were right about the Clinton email and the Clinton email server. We were right about bleach pit. Uh, We were right about the unverifiable dirty dossier, uh, premeditated fraud on the FISA court, illegal surveillance of the president, spying, to use the words of Attorney General Barr, Inspector General's report. Everything that we had reported for three years. I'm very proud of our investigative team together. We we got to the truth. We were over the target. Pitch, perfect. Every fact, accurate. And you know what? So they put this this new guy on. I well, got new evidence. But the, I'm OK, what is it? Well, well, Trump threatened to withhold money from Ukraine. Well, here's what we know. We know that Donald Trump never talked about aid in the phone call with President Zelensky. We know President Zelensky didn't think that he was pressured. We know that they they didn't know that aid had been withheld. The president did say, we're worried about corruption in your country. We are worried that you're surrounding yourself with bad people. There were five high-level meetings with Zelensky and Americans, including with Mike Pence. How many times did they talk about aid? Not once. This is after the phone call. Every witness that they called uh, was either a hearsay witness or uh, an opinion witness. We know that, too. You know, so now we're going to count on a guy that is being charged by pretty serious. I, I, I wouldn't want to be chased down by the Southern District of New York. They're really good. They have a good reputation of being hard-nosed, kick-ass prosecutors. Uh, he implicated the attorney general. The attorney general said, no, none of what you are saying is true about to just the, to the Department just flat out rejected it as an outright lie. Absolutely 100 percent false. Well, now liberals have told us for years that if you use enhanced interrogations, probably the guy you're interrogating is going to say anything, just just anything you need to hear. So it ends. Well, wouldn't that impact, for example, if you're facing jail time Uh, Do you think that maybe you might say whatever they want you to say to lower your jail term? Does that not taint the the big interviews of the DNC state run television for the Democratic Party? Uh, Trump knew exactly what was going on. No, I don't think Donald Trump knew any of what was going on. He alleged Pence skipped Zelensky's inauguration because of pressure. Okay, it's a nice conspiracy theory. Prove it. Asserting Ukraine campaign was never about corruption, strictly about Burisma. I've said the whole time, well, a president takes an oath to faithfully execute the laws of the land. We have quid and pro and quo and Joe on tape bragging. Uh, You're not getting the billion taxpayer dollars unless you fire this prosecutor. This prosecutor turns out to be the one that... We now know Biden knew was investigating his zero experienced son. Now, I know that Hunter Biden tops the Senate GOP witness wish list. I think they're right. Now, if you look at the new evidence that the congenital liar sent out the other night, they exonerate the Bidens. They've done nothing wrong. And then they take this spectacular leap and accuse the prosecutor that was fired because of quid pro quo, Joe. They accuse him of being corrupt. Now, why would a prosecutor um, be wrong in investigating zero experience Hunter? Why would any company pay somebody who has zero experience, millions and millions of dollars? Ask yourself that question. Well, if you have no experience and you're a company and the job of your company, you have a fiduciary responsibility to your shareholders and to your employees to make money for the company so the media just goes along with the big lie they went along with the hoax they went along with all the conspiracy theories they ignored the biggest abuse of power scandal corruption scandal in history they did all of that now they're just pushed we can't talk about joe or hunter why not if you want a real quid and a pro and a quo It is You you have to. It is so spectacular in the level of lying and breathtaking hypocrisy. All right, let's get to our phones here. As we now say hi to Mike, a very important state we're going to be paying a lot of attention to in 292 days, the Buckeye State, Ohio. No Republicans made it to the White House without Ohio. How are you, sir?
4: I'm great, Sean. How are you? I'm good. What's going on? Uh, by the way, Ohio will definitely go for Trump, especially down here in Cincinnati, Billy Cunningham country. So here's here's my point. Sean
0: Hannity. You're a great American. I want a full report.
4: <laughs> Pretty good, <laughs> right?
0: Like him. You sound exactly like him.
4: He's a great guy. I run into him every now and then. Oh, Sean, it, it, here's my point. I know time is limited if if just as a preface or a prelude to my main point. If if a society or any population is to succeed, people have to procreate and replace ourselves, and we have to replace ourselves with children who are net contributors to society and not net drains on society. So here's my main point. I hope and pray to God Almighty, and I think it's going to happen anyway, that Bernie Sanders gets the nod and becomes the nominee. Because when it comes to the debates between he and Trump— or Trump's program and Bernie's program, one is capitalist, one is socialist overall, it will be an educational opportunity like we've never seen because Bernie's, all Bernie's little snowflakes by the tens of millions will be watching. So it's a great time if the Republicans and Trump can just get their act together and turn it into a fun show, which we know it will be, but a, but a teaching moment to teach these kids who will be listening what a horror show it is when most people are net drains on society i.e. socialism and versus net net contributors to society so last thing I, it, there's 12 states that have closed primaries i have a good friend in maryland randy is his name he's a staunch trump supporter but he's registered as a democrat and there are tens and thousands and hundreds of thousands of them in the closed primary states and if if you closed primary state registered Democrats who are really Republicans will simply cast your vote for Bernie in the primaries. That will help get them there. And then it'll be a slaughter like no other slaughter. Bernie and the Democrats will lose by McGovern-like or, or Mondale-like proportions, maybe even bigger this time. But it's all about a good chance to educate the population.
0: I'll shut up now and let you say what you say or hang up or, or just listen. All right. Appreciate the call. Thank you uh, for being with us. My answer to you is very simple. I think we can beat all of these guys. I think all, if America, when, when push comes to shove, I hope the American people pay very, very close attention in this election. Because if we don't, we're going to get the government we deserve. And unfortunately, what they are promising may sound great to some of you. New Green Deal, 94000000000000 trillion. We're going to invest and, and we're going to get rid of the lifeblood of our economy, which is what? Oil and gas. Uh, and we're going to get rid of the combustion engine. And we're going to, you know, everything's going to be free. It may sound great to some people. It is a promise that is mathematically impossible to achieve. All right, as we continue, back to our busy phones. We say hi. Another important state we'll be watching in 292 days. Flash in Florida next. Good afternoon. How are you? <clears throat> I'm good, sir. How Hello. are you? I'm good. What's going you're on? Fantastic.
7: you doing know, fantastic. First of all, let me say you're an American patriot, and we really appreciate your service you do for this country. <clears throat> it's uh, hard, hard to get the truth out these days.
0: Uh, it's not that hard for us, because you give me this microphone, you give me a camera every night, and that's what my job is. I'm working hard, I promise.
7: <laughs> yes, you are. I appreciate every minute of it. You know, it's... Uh... <clears throat> You get so inundated with things, the hatred coming out of the left, and you always hear people say, why are they doing this? Well, because they hate Trump, because they hate Trump. Well, finally had to stop figure out, Well, why do they hate him so much? And I got to looking. And something that's been totally unreported. You've kind of touched around the fringes and some of the other shows a little bit, but talking about the people leaving states, you know, moving to other low-tax states. But what they don't see there, what they're not talking about, is the genius of Donald Trump's tax plan. He put a friggin' termite in his tax plan because these liberal democrats had been constructing these towns and states and jurisdictions for hundreds of years and people were just buying into the liberal policies because it wasn't costing them anything. They didn't see the cost of it financially, so they never questioned what the policies these nutballs were enacting were all about. Well when Trump removed that federal income tax deduction for the layman out there, the government needs let's say a hundred bucks a year from the country. That's $2 a state. Well, California, New York, New Jersey, and Illinois were able to deduct the amount they were supposed to send to government because of their high taxes in their
0: state. I'm paying more in taxes because of the Trump tax plan. You want to know why?
7: Yes, because you can't deduct it.
0: I I, I don't have the deduction of the 10% income tax in New York State. The 3% city income tax, the the second highest property tax county in the country, uh, I don't have that. But I will tell you this, it is the right, fair thing to do. Why would states be rewarded for hiring, electing these liberal politicians that tax them to death? They get a benefit that nobody else got. And let me tell you something, that's fundamentally unfair. That is fundamentally unjust. I didn't deserve that cut when people in Florida and Texas that were smart enough to elect good governors uh, and don't have state income taxes, they don't get that same benefit that I was getting. So uh, I'm admitting it. I need to get out of New York. There's your answer. Uh, Anyway, it won't let me. That's the hard part. No, you got to be in New York for your show. I'm like, I don't need to be in New York. I can do my show from anywhere. There's microphones everywhere. Well, TV, we need you in the studio. I don't need to be in New York for the studio. I can build a studio anywhere.
5: Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload.
4: Is this
2: guy with the pillows on Fox. Yeah. My pillow guy, Mike Lindell. Where is Mike? He is the greatest. I have never seen... So many ads for so long, and you know what? I think he gets them for like peanuts. First of all, he does make a great product, great pillows. I actually used them, believe it or not. But he's been, he's been a supporter from day one. And I said, you know, I want you to be my ad buyer because I guarantee you, he makes great deals. So I haven't asked him yet. Will you be my ad buyer, please? Mike? the My Pillow guy, thank you. Mike. And he's been with us right from the beginning,
0: along with a lot of other folks, actually. All right. That was the president when he was in Minnesota with uh, one of his rallies. Glad you're with us. News Roundup Information Overload. Uh, now, you've heard me talking now about for a long time about all the great products. When you go to MyPillow.com, Sean Hannity Square, uh, and they're the best products. And, I, and they work for me. They work. And, my, and I've got to know Mike Lindell. And he's in studio with us. This is not an infomercial about his pillows. They are the best. Always go to the Sean Hannity Square because you're going to save money and you're going to get twice the value. Just a hint. But I've got to know Mike Lindell. He's, I, I, I consider you a friend. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you now employ, what, 1,600 people? Yes. In yep. Minnesota. Yep. Yeah. And now what, what is more fascinating about you is what you do outside of work. Because you've, you've gotten pretty wealthy, I would imagine, at this mm. point. You have a new book, and I've never seen a cover like this. We'll put it up on Hannity.com. It's a hologram on yeah. both sides. Yeah. And I don't know how you did this. It's, this is your mugshot, the, the <laughs> ugly one, right?
5: <laughs> well, that's for the day the drug dealers did an intervention. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't in jail that day.
0: Okay, you look terrible. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. And then the happy My, Mike Lindell, from crack addict to CEO, what are the odds? That's the name of the book. From crack addict to CEO. On the back of the book, there's a hologram. You speaking, and this is you giving your testimony, Mm -hmm. because you now are devoting a very big portion of your life, um, telling a story that is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Because people get so hooked into these drugs, and you were there. You you hit bottom. Absolutely. That they never come back. Right. We're losing every single week. 300 people a week in this country because of opioids. Yep. So... I want you to tell us, I I mean, you tell a story in the beginning of the book. There's a great forward by Dr. Ben Carson, which I liked. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought that was great. I like with the president. You talk about the day in February of 2007 in your prologue when your family business, you're renting it out of a shed uh, on the verge of a hostile takeover, about to lose your house. Your bank accounts were down to nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. You had been married to your wife. You're, today is the 11th anniversary of you being sober, right?
5: Yep, January 16,
0: 2009. All the hidden stuff you write—alcohol, drugs were taken. They're told you owed your book. You were a big gambler. Yep. Forty-five grand—that's not easy to pay off yep. <laughs> when you're when you're addicted to crack. That's right. How did you do it?
5: God, faith, Jesus. I mean, but uh, what happened? when I, you know, I believe all addictions come from childhood. You know, my parents divorced when I was seven, back when divorces weren't common. And I got put into a new school. I couldn't, I was shy then. I just, I would either show off like, "Hey, watch me jump out of a bus window, you know, do things like that to, to try and fit in. And I couldn't talk to people. I was very kind of almost like introverted, but, but, uh, I look back now, and it was you know my my self worth inside things that happen in childhood are trauma. Our veterans, when you get trauma, any trauma can manifest into pain and unworthiness, and then you uh, you take drugs and stuff to mask the pain, or and that's what I did. I got into cocaine first, then crack. Start and- with
0: the cocaine. 1990.
5: No, cocaine was about 1983,
0: 84. 84. Okay, and you started out, it was a fun drug, I guess, to you, you thought? Well, I could talk to people
5: then. I could take it, I felt good, I felt, you know, I didn't feel like, you know, I could talk to people and not feel... You can't get rejected if you don't talk to people. So then we took cocaine. Well, I could talk to people, and I felt like I was on top of the world, and mm-hmm. and I was a very functioning cocaine addict for twenty years. I mean, all the way through the eighties, almost and 90s. unheard of. Yeah, yeah. very. Uh, I had a, you know, family raised a family. I had successful business. I was always an entrepreneur. I had lunch wagon, carpet cleaning business, but I had bars. I had bars and restaurants. Not good for an addict, right? I, you know,
0: and 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 how much were you spending on cocaine a day?
5: Oh, back then, you know, maybe $100, but I was, I, back then I had a huge gambling habit. I bet on football. So i owed not bookies, you know, big money. Yeah. I mean, they'd come and they'd show up and, uh, on Tuesday to get their money, and it wasn't fun. Uh,
0: <laughs> how did you not get your legs broken?
5: Well, I ended up paying them. And, you know, uh, you'll know, see, I'll have to read a lot of that in the book. I was... Uh, a lot of, uh, um, you know, paying pay them. I, I had a guy that would give, you know, they'd give me time, some time to pay. And, but I would never learn my lesson on that. It was, it was almost, uh, I would just keep doing it over and over. And, and, but when it all switched to crack in, in the early 2000s, that, that's a different drug than cocaine. It was just so, you get so paranoid in the stuff that goes with it. But at this, about the same time, I invented my pillow. God gave me this dream of my pillow so I could put all my, everything I had into this pillow, and it gave me good self-worth when I sold it. I was turned down everywhere. When I sold it at home shows and fairs, I could talk to people where I couldn't talk to them otherwise because they'd come back the next day and tell me how, the, how it helped them so much. Right. It helped them so much, it made me feel good inside. It wasn't about the money. and. And that, uh, you know, I went on for uh, all through that. You got a divorce. Everything happened, like you say, in 2007. I lost everything. I lost my, my uh, wife at the time left because she couldn't take more. These guys were taking it. We were labeling the pillows in our living room. And and uh, we got into two, so we got a divorce, 20 years. And uh, these guys were taking the company. In 2008, though, that's when the drug dealers, I was up 14 days. and On a,
0: an a bender, they call it. Yeah, right. Yeah, a
5: big one. Yeah, and, that's uh, a
0: big one. Yeah, and these you, you kids, were, when you say you were up, you were awake for awake, 14 days. Awake,
5: yes, and doing crap. I was downtown Minneapolis. I was hiding out. I actually had a warrant out for my arrest for a diving thing. And, I, and I, if I got put in jail there, I was avoiding that because I was going to be found innocent. So I was hiding out. But I was up 14 days. I come out of the room, and they're all three standing there, and there was an intervention. And I go, What are you guys doing? They go, You've been up for 14 days. We're shutting you off. And
0: I went down to the them, intervention by by drug dealers. Unbelievable.
5: And, right. And the two of them left and the one guy stayed there and he, and I waited him out till he fell asleep. I was almost out of crack and then they did run out and he fell asleep. I hit the streets of, of Minneapolis. Isn't
0: that amazing? You wouldn't think drug addicts would want you to stop doing drugs, but, right. but you got lucky really. Right.
5: Well, here's what happened. I went down the streets for an hour. I couldn't find any crack. Nobody would sell it to me. I'm offering $20 for a $5 rock. I came back upstairs and he's what He said, He's sa- sitting up for me. He goes, give me that phone. I'm going to take that picture you're going to need for that book you've been telling us about. And he said, you've been telling us for years, which I had told them and my, all my friends too, that, you, that this pillow is just a platform for God, and you're going to come back and help us all out of ad- this addiction life we're living someday. And we're not going to let you die on us. In other words, I was their hope. And that meant a lot to me. I think back to that, they're going, wow, these guys really believe me. And that's the you know, picture in the hologram. That's the picture in the hologram that he took that day. And they uh, and that you know they and two of those guys work for me now they're born again Christians. I
0: want people to know we put the book on Hannity.com, dot uh, from crack addict to CEO. What are the odds, Michael Lindell? You, you're not making a penny on the book. You, you're putting it into your foundation to help people get right. off drugs. Right.
5: It's called the Linda Recovery Network. When I launched that, Sean, in about two months, it's going to help. Not this is this is a. God idea that I got in prayer. I've been working on it two years. This money is going to go launching the Lindo Recovery Network, which is going to help millions of addicts and employ tens of thousands of ex addicts.
0: Tell me how. So you make the decision. The intervention occurs. They're not even selling you crack, which right, that's. Right, almost, right. I've watched enough of these drug shows, right, right? And they and the ones that have the dealers. They don't care. They'll right. they'll purposefully put a hot shot right. Right. in in right. a bag right. of heroin because then the uh, the addicts on the street think, oh, that's a really good drug because right. it's more right. powerful. Right. People, right. you know. Look. Well,
5: I didn't quit. That. I didn't quit that day. That was the spring of two thousand eight. One thing happened to me in December of two thousand eight. One month before I quit, my friend came to me. His name was Dick, and he came to me. I was losing. everything. was everything was gone in my the, on the next house. I was losing right. all in the loan in these woods and. And he showed up and he had been clean for four years and I knew about it, but I hadn't seen him in four years. Now he was my equal. We had both, we grew up together. We both started cocaine at the same time. We had both started crack at the same time. And he had quit four years earlier. I heard he found the Lord and he came walking in and go, Dick, what are you doing here? He goes, he goes what's going on? And I said, well, as long as you're here, I got a question. Is it boring? I asked him if it was boring, because every and I asked him questions for almost an hour because oh, he was my hope match. I call him a hope match. That guy was my equal, and if he could do it, I felt there was my hope. And then a month later, on January 16, 2009, I, said, I knew that day, people say, was that your bottom? I knew that the next day that, you know, a bottom, I made sure I didn't have any money so it'd be the greatest comeback ever and show people that, you know, with God, all things are possible. But that day I quit, I knew the next day I would get two reels of my life, like a drive-in movie theater where you change the reels I used to work at. Yeah. Reel A would be my calling, and reel B would be whatever was going to happen if I didn't quit that day, and I knew that. And so I, that day— I, I, got, I
0: could tell you what it is. You, you'd be dead.
5: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're 100% right. But I did quit. I woke up the next day, and, the, and I prayed for the desire to be gone. Yeah. Now the desire was gone, but two months later, I went to. A, I felt drawn to go back to our faith-based treatment center at a church, and I went in there. It was different than any secular center I'd ever been in, where they shame you. You know, you do these drugs and you hurt your family, and you feel bad enough as it is. But this place was different. I walked in. And he says, "Tell us about your father." I go, "Well, what do you mean? My parents divorced. I had a great upbringing." You know, and he starts digging into stuff that happened in childhood that made me feel like I wasn't worthy.
0: So now you're you're getting to root causes causes, that you're never going to get to if you're numbing yourself.
5: You're never going to get to, and you're not going to get to, and I hate to say it, in secular treatment centers. They're praying. In our country right now, see, I view, Sean, is that we have an opportunity. I was with the guy a month ago, and you know what he said? He goes, Mike, he goes, he was this billionaire guy, and he goes, you know, to get our country back to God, he knew the stuff I was doing out there, it would take the Great Depression Because people then pray and they think things are bad, and I said no. I said the Great Depression, they were praying for physical things. Right now, we have the biggest opportunity in history. We have addiction. Addiction. Everybody's praying for their addicts. Their addicts' families are praying for their souls. An addiction affects every single person, no matter how many forks you eat with, in one form or another. I watch all those shows. Yeah.
0: You know, you watch the intervention show. Right? Yeah. Uh, the event interventionist is this lady right. that used to be a, a, a addicted to drugs, and she just takes on individual cases. Right. All right, stay right there. Uh, the, uh, you know, you're just fascinating. Um, I think I'm going to keep you because I can't. I, I just I sit here, I'm mesmerized when you talk. <laughs> okay. um, the book is a you got a hologram cover. From when he was a crack addict, and then the beautiful face that you have today, and then a picture when you were a young boy. This is when you went all the they trauma, got the divorce, yeah, all when the trauma. Parents, yep. and then you, speaking happy, of, speaking, speaking before.
5: university, uh, when I got a doctorate degree at Liberty University, I could speak yeah. finally without a podium in I have a doctor from there. Yeah, I, awesome. <laughs> <a> convocation. <laughs> yep, the there. convocation, yeah.
0: All right, 800-941-SHAWN, if you want to be a part of the program. Our buddy Mike Lindell is uh, with us. Mike Lindell is with us. This cover, I can't get over the cover of his new book. All the money's going to be used to help uh, addicts. We're lo- losing 300 people a week in this country because of addiction to opioids. Uh, and him when he was at the height of his addiction, and where he is today—sixteen hundred employees, MyPillow.com, the Sean Hannity Square—but uh, this book is phenomenal. Every penny's going to go to help uh, those that are addicted, from crack addict to CEO. Um, where are you with your family now? Your ex-wife, your kids?
5: You know, they—they—they uh, they work for my ex-wife. Very amicable, and um, I have grandkids now. Yeah, and uh, my and d- kids. And you, all...
0: got, you got along with your kids? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They all—they
5: all, all work and they all work for my pill at one point or another. And mm-hmm. it took a lot, you know, it took a lot of healing. It took a lot of time. And I think any addict, once you're set free and get your heart restored, I think if you don't get that foundation, of getting f- foundation, that foundation of having God in your life again, you, I think a lot of addicts will get out of these secular treatment centers, and they expect the world. They expect a like a country song. Boy, my dog will like me again. My kids will like me. My right. truck will start. You know, this isn't a country song going backwards. This is this is the real world, and you're not going to get trust right away. You know who trusted me right away? My drug dealers and my friends I
0: did drugs with, because they knew I
5: was done and they knew I was good. You know. Are they
0: out of that business? There, two of
5: them work for me. They're born again Christians. Of the three that did that intervention. All my friends, every one of them is off crack that I had back then, back in the day. And they've seen my hope. A lot of them just seen that I could do it. A couple of them seen me when I was in the White House with the president on the Made in America summit. They're right. looking on TV. I'm sitting next to him. They go, Jesus is real. There's no way this crack addict is on TV in the White House. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, that, is,
0: that is hilarious. All right, we got to take a break. We're going to come back. Uh, what are the odds from crack addict CEO? Our buddy Mike Lindella's here. All the money's going to this new foundation of his to help people get off and off whatever drugs they happen to be on. It is an insidious evil. It's killing three hundred Americans a week. Uh, we've got to end it. It's that serious, and the devastation and destruction to families all across this country is unbelievable. Uh, quick break we'll come back. Mike is you know, he's running out of things to say, so I guess it'll be a very short <laughs> segment when we get back. You don't ever stop talking here. Not no more. I could talk no. for a lot of years now no, I no. can. <laughs> quick break, right back. We'll continue. I right, 25 de- uh, now until to the top of the hour, 292 days. Yes, a tipping point. America, the world on the brink and you get to shock the world and and force these fake news uh so-called anchors to say the words, we can now uh, project Donald J. Trump has been reelected president of the United States. And you will watch a mass meltdown of the mob and the media, which is nothing but an extension of all things radical, extreme, socialist, Democratic Party today. And, of course, that'll just further their hatred and rage towards Donald J. Trump. Amazing, though, the country's doing better. Our manufacturers, our car industries, $220 billion just for this year and next year alone. And still the president has kept on the table. He's still putting the tariffs on China. That's how desperate China has become because of the president's tough economic policies and the trade deal with Canada, Mexico, done, finished. Uh, Japan, same thing. Western European allies, same thing. Showed a lot of restraint when it came to Soleimani. I probably would have popped him after taking down U.S. drones. But you know what? The president was more patient than I was. Uh, No boots on the ground. No never-ending, you know, uh, conflicts abroad, protracted wars, boots on the ground. He took out the caliphate, bombing the crap out of them and getting rid of the Obama-era rules of engagement and unleashing our military might with the force that we're capable of. Took out Baghdadi and many of his top associates, and he took out the the leader of the number one state sponsor of terror, Soleimani. I'd say not a bad first three years. What have the Democrats done? Nothing. Anyway, Mike Lindell, uh, you know the president. You're friends with him, and and you supported him from the get go.
5: Yeah, you know, and I, and I have a unique position. When I first met him, I was an ex crackhead. I didn't, I never vote. I didn't know anything about politics. I didn't know the role they play in our daily lives. When I came out of a Sean, I I had a president giving money to evil empires. All my friends were unemployed. People were losing their houses. I had already lost mine. But the uh, when I met him then, and it was just him and I. We met for a half hour. I walked out. They go, "This is the most common sense person and solution." This, who he's going to be the greatest president ever. I went all in. I, well, actually, I, was, I talked to a lot of his employees, and they were and everyone loved him. You can learn a lot about someone how their employees what their how their employees feel about him. And I went all in. And, of course, I was attacked right away after, you know, right away I, I put in a press release that I had met the, Donald Trump. And I went back to Minnesota, and I, you know, normally I could say, I'm walking across the street, how fast you walking. And they, I did this press release, and I was called a racist. I was called boycott him. All these stuff. They don't even know what we talked about.
0: By the way, they've tried but, to attack you because you advertise on Fox, yeah, this oh, radio yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, all that. By the way, all yeah. of our advertisers go through this. right. And you have told me in the past that when they do that, our audience buys more. Oh, absolutely. Greatest it's like, audience.
5: And and now, on, and now on Twitter, they'll say, boycott Mike Lindell and my pill. And the other guys will say, they'll say, no. don't boycott him. He'll double his ass. We see enough of that guy. <laughs> 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 but I want to say something about with the president. So I went all in on faith there. And now I tell people all around me, I said, you know what? I told you so. I said, I said I was there. It, I don't I, say it
0: enough, but go I ahead. was
5: there, and I, you know, I, it, I did my, I, I got to meet him, get to know him, and all this, and see his promises that he's kept. But I'll tell you one: that's everybody right now that I see around me. How politics does affect your daily. If I was telling you, and during the show, I couldn't do my ministry work and my thing for addiction if I if he if he didn't get rid of the bureaucracy that surrounds that, and. Another thing right now that I see that I, when they brought the fake news, they'll call me all the time wanting quotes and stuff. Yeah. They were talking about, or oh, recession's coming. I kept him on the phone for 40 minutes without him saying a I shocked. And I said, and I go, you know what? Maybe even you can get a new job at a nice station economy. So good. Oh, that's great. And then I, but I and want to tell you what's happening now. Entrepreneurs. And, and are taking chances again on service business and products because the consumer confidence at an all-time high and they have a safety net to fall back on because it, the wages keep going up. It's, it's and amazing. Up and it's amazing and I, I just so thrilled for all these people that can finally live in no fear because they can just take chances now.
0: When you look at the statistics every, I mean one of the things I'm happiest about is you know we now have on the economy We have the best unemployment situation since 1969, Mm -hmm. record after record, low unemployment for every demographic, African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans, women in the workplace, youth unemployment. There was a a fake news CNN poll that they had to even report that 76 percent of Americans see the Trump economy is... In good shape. It's doing well. Right. Trump's blue-collar boom is shrinking income inequality. Mm. Nobody really wants to talk about that. But right. since the president's election, blue-collar workers have seen the largest growth in household uh, wealth, uh, net worth held by the bottom 50 percent of households. By the way, they only pay one percent of federal income tax. Right. I'm not critical. I'm just we have redistribution. Absolutely. You and I pay a lot. Yep. Uh, and I'm way too much in New York. Uh, and in Minnesota but but think about this and more than three times we're seeing the net wealth household wealth increase for the bottom 50% three times uh, three times the rate of increase for the top 1% of households I love that because I'm a former paper boy dishwasher busboy, waiter bartender Mm -hmm. uh, the guy that uh, painted houses hung wallpaper laid tile framed roofs fell three stories from a roof That was two decades of my life. This was not a one-day deal. Absolutely. Um, And and then for me to have the opportunities I have are amazing. So let me ask you this. You go through all of this pain in your life. You see all of the pain, the destruction, the misery that goes along with addiction. Mm -hmm. We lose 300 people a week. They die, fellow Americans, because of addiction. Right. And I know it's complicated. You you talked about when you were seven, your par- parents got divorced, and mm-hmm. it was tough on you, and, and you've dealt with those underlying issues. How did people do it? I guarantee you there's somebody listening to this show. Right. Well, until my network comes out, I'll tell you where you go. The faith-based
5: treatment centers in this country, there's 3,600 of them that I've vetted. That's your Teen Challenge, your Salvation Army, your Union Gospel, they work. It's like 80% and above. You know what secular treatment is? Like 10% and below. And you need to get the right help and to get those wounds addressed and and with uh, what I have seen out there is addiction. It's not just you know. It's just becoming everyone's now. It's affecting everyone because you are. People are dying. But to have a president like we have, and I just talked to the president, the first lady, the stuff they did with the opiate bill and the things they're doing that allows the ministries and the and the faith based treatment centers to go to finally do something and help because you know what? Before, when they would take money. Guess what? Now take God out of your equation. That's what they make them do.
0: But the thing is, is I know people have been in rehab, oh. and, and they've been there again and again and again. For example, the statistics on opioid addiction, and it starts, these kids in particular, scares me because, you know, the frontal lobe of, of male kids is not fully formed until the 25. Right. right. And for some longer. But. Mm-hmm. But that, that's worrisome because your rational thinking, your common sense is not fully developed. And But if you get addicted, if you start with a Vicodin, a Percocet, an Oxycontin from grandma's medicine cabinet, uh, then that's gone. Then you're looking on the street paying 80 bucks a pill. There's only so many kids that are in high school that have 80 bucks for a pill every day or more. Then somebody says, well, the bag of heroin's only 10 bucks and it's a much bigger high. Once that you get addicted, the odds are 15% can get out. That's
5: th- it. I that's because you're getting those statistics from secular treatment centers. I'm telling you they you got to get the right help. And, I and, agree and, with and you. with you get the right help and now that help's going to become available. When my network gets out there you're going to see it's going to be the most amazing thing because addicts need to be the ones so, that they, you know the hope the hope for the addicts is other so addicts. So
0: people buy your book and you're going to donate every penny to this 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 new foundation from crack addict to CEO. Now, somebody's addicted. They come to one of these centers of yours, right? No, no they're going to that...
5: come to my website. Here's okay. what it's going to be. They're going to come to the Lindo Recovery Network website. right? I'm going to be the tour guide. I'm going to tell my crack story, what I was. Right. I'm going to say, put in your age and your addiction. They'll put in their age and their addiction, and let's say a 22-year-old opioid addict might not relate to a 50-year-old meth addict, right? Sure. So they put that in there. And now, they, I'm going to have all these videos. These got people that have made it through, but it's the co- not a bottom, the commonality of the drug. So they've all been set free. These are the successful ones. So, for every
0: drug, you'll have a story. You'll have stories. Every drug will show people
5: that made it through, but you won't know how they made it through. And now, in order to get this access code, you're going to access, I'm going to come on and say, hey, you guys want the best help ever? It's inside this website, inside this app. You need an access code. Where are you going to get that access code? you got to go to a church. I've vetted over, so, over, so far over 6,000 churches in this amazing. country. Amazing. you got to go to a church and sit through one sermon, and then they're going to have access codes for you. You can pay it back. I'm gonna, you know, I'm a salesman. I'll go, you guys just go there and go, no, 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 I'm not going to listen. And then you get it home, and you open up the website, and there's going to be the most amazing help you ever see, which I can't even say all that now. but. A part of it will be the faith-based treatment centers that I vetted. It took two years to vet 3,700 treatment centers in this country that work. Start with the Salvation Army and Teen Challenge.
0: Unbelievable idea, but that means you really have to want to be sober.
5: Well, that means, it, I mean, you have to, to have the Sean, desire. The key, the key is to see the hope. Let me tell you, when I, you know, I believe addiction is an opportunity of a lifetime for our country. They're the ones looking for hope. Everyone's affected. I don't care, like I said before, how many forks you eat with. It doesn't matter whether you're addicted to porn, gambling. Crack, alcohol—it doesn't matter. And your Across center the will border. help the, yeah, those addicts this, too. This this website is going to help every single one. And what it is, it's kind of a hub of a wheel. I have all this help on there. That there's three different forums, and it's just going—it's not going to help like ten thousand people, overnight. it's going to help millions. Will the 6, I 000, do millions.
0: Will these six thousand churches that you've been vetting for the last couple of years <laughs> are they going to go out into the neighborhoods where where? We know a lot of this activity no, uh, takes no, place. the, the
5: addict's going to see the hope, and they're going to go. You, you bring them to you. It's like when you see my pillow. They, they come to me at right. the, the box stores. The addict wants to see hope. Well,
0: when is it's the addict like... going to get a hold of the internet? In other words, like, I, I'm, I'm asking a serious question, because I, I want you to reach everybody.
5: Every one of them's got a phone. And it's like I say, it's that's not true. just the addict. That's a good not, point. <laughs> it's, it's not just the addict. They got addict. the
0: phone so they can get the drugs. Right, but it's
5: not just the addict. On the street you know i was a very functioning addict for 20 years you know you wouldn't know you wouldn't know if i was on drugs for 20 years come
0: on nobody um, people you did business with over that whole period they didn't know something was up well no they did you know,
5: oh you mean the people i didn't yeah. with? well i was in the bar business so obviously they knew you know a lot well, they of them were, know, they yeah. were doing it with it, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you know. right.
0: but i mean by the way it was the best thing i did was get out of the bars right
5: right i mean there's very functioning addicts out there but i say addiction affects all of us and i think it's an opportunity because, like I said, in the Great Depression, they were looking for, um, you know, praying to get uh, a physical, you know, physical food and stuff. Here, people are praying every day. What about the addicts' families? You need to bring them back. They can go get that access code in the churches, too. They go back and get it, and they're going to be, we need, they need God in this country that's been taken out of our schools. We have a generation that doesn't have family. Is, do you know, Sean, we just, I just launched my book in a prison two days ago. I think mm. I told you that. That's where but I, you
0: know, I launched my book, So I always right. go to prison first. Right, but they did
5: a poll in a prison a year yeah. ago. By you know, the way, how do you yeah.
0: launch a book in a prison? You got to give them the book. I did give them the book, absolutely, <laughs> you know, but I
5: wanted to, you know, I wanted to make a difference there. And I want to tell you, uh, they did a poll in a prison two years ago. Now, what do you think? You know, that's a, felons. You know, and now right. they did this poll. How many inmates, were they they pulled them, both their parents got married, had the planned the kid, had the kid, and they were still in prison to that day. Zero. You're hundred percent right. I held zero. up a zero. It was zero because that's the family and God been taken out of our country. Divorces are common. Fatherless in the inner city or anywhere. There's fatherless everywhere. My my addiction, I really believe, goes back to divorce. You know, I didn't have I got moved to new school, didn't have, you know, it's I was different because it would divorce. You're uh, seven
0: years old. I, yeah. Um, I want you to help everybody you can. I really do. I admire what you're doing. Um, And I, I want everybody to know that this is a worthwhile project. And you know what? The, the story... Is anyone doing your movie? Anyone buy yeah, your I'm movie Yeah, I'm going to play myself, too. Are you really? Yep. yep, yep, of course yep. you are. <laughs> why, it's not like you have, you know... Well, why would I expect that? You know, you like Rocky. You like Sylvester Stallone.
5: I just want to help people. I've get never the the right seen a message. cover like this.
0: It's a hologram of Mike Lindell when he was at his low point, mm-hmm. and then the hologram of when you're at your high right. point, then when you're seven, yep. which is when you believe your trouble starts, right, right. and then you now are covered, happy, and you're helping other people. The right. book is called, uh, What are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO. Yep. We'll put it up on Hannity.com. Um, you're helping a lot of people. I, I Look, I'm not... I am a Christian that knows I need to be the better Christian. The one that need, I'm the one that needs the the saving kind of Christian. And I'll tell you there's no doubt you were put here and you went through all that crap in my mind for that purpose. Yep. And your products are amazing. Speaking of which, mypillow.com. Uh, this is your ad in our, <laughs> okay. Listen, I love your products. Well, thanks. I do you do. I'm, I'm an insomniac. You know I don't sleep. Yep, yep. Okay, but I sleep better right. because of you. Right. The pillows work. I fall asleep faster. I stay asleep longer. Now, then you come up with the my pillow mattress topper. I'll take a picture. It's on my it's on my bed. That helps. A best. It's the best like extra mattress you ever have in your life. Mm-hmm. Then you have the full body pillow. You even have pillows for dogs, which <laughs> oh, is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And the Giza sheets, I've got to tell you, they've became, become my favorite. Where are they? The world's best cotton. Yeah, it's only grown it's, in a tiny right. portion it's of the world. Between
5: the Nile River, the Mediterranean Amazing. Sea, and the Sahara Desert, where the climate's perfect for one crop
0: cotton. And you got 1,600 employees in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Business has never been better. Never been better.
5: So I want to say that, too. You know what? Anyone out there is afraid to get behind our president and this administration, yeah. you know what? Get Get rid of that fear, because my best day is the right now at my pillow.
0: Well, we have the Sean Hannity Square, and every day there's a new sale going on. So you go to MyPillow.com, go to the Sean Hannity Square, and you get special deals. Right now, if you get the Giza Dream Sheets, the best, softest, extremely durable uh, sheets made from the world's best cotton, you're going to get another set free. MyPillow.com, promo code, you go to the Sean Hannity Square, or call 800-919-6090. Mike's book, From Crack Addict to CEO. I've never seen a cover like this, a hologram. Uh, and I'm so happy. You, I, I, I'm so proud of you. I mean, getting to know you and your life story is amazing, and uh, it's an honor to also call you a friend. Thank Mike you, thank you, my friend. friend.
5: And if they get the book today, I'll ship the whole my pillow order for free if they use your code. Perfect, Sean Hannity Square.
0: <laughs> Quick break, right back. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. 292 days until election day, and you get to shock the world again. Anyway, the impeachment, the guy under indictment. Man, we got new evidence like their new Avenatti, and we'll prove our point. We have the great one, Mark Levin. Rand Paul, he wants all these guys called. I love it. Uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn, great guest madness. We'll have it all covered. 9 Eastern tonight. See you then. Back here tomorrow. As always, thank you for being with us.